squishing my head yeah. or something. What's that? Yeah. Okay. I'll move my head. <laughs> Little fucking kids in the hall reference for most people who were not alive. Were you even alive? When, I wasn't when did alive. Kids in the hall finish? I feel like it finished sometime in the 90s, didn't it? Like, so there's a, I think in 1990. Okay. So, yeah, definitely so none of before our alive. time. Just starting an episode that will be sure to be super calm and not chaotic with a reference to something none of us were alive to watch. There we go. Welcome to Queer Halftime. I was like an embryo, probably. <laughs> starting off topical. Super topical. I might have been fertilized, but I'm not sure. <laughs> I told Kelsey specifically that we had to really be careful about crosstalk. And now they keep doing Yeah, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> I do believe also their response was... I can do it. You can, but I can do it. Just let me introduce, and then I'll leave it to you guys, because this is mostly for the three of you. So, this is the most people we've ever had on an episode, and it's going to be interesting. Um, so, welcome to Craft Dive. My name is Becca. I use she, they pronouns. My name is Kelsey, and I use they, sh- them. Ooh, <laughs> oh. I love how every once in a while you'll just pop on here with a pronoun update and I'm I a know. big fan uh, my name is Jacob I use he him pronouns my name is Toby I use any pronoun someone's comfortable with cool and preferably the ones they're not yeah <laughs> my favorite part nothing makes me feel more gender euphoria than a cis white straight man coming up to me and going thank you Matt sir, sir. Mm, and then just being like have a good day Gen- <laughs> gentle lit person (laughs) i i will never get over i saw a stand-up comedian talking about going to disney with like his nephews when he was like just starting his transition and like seeing the panic on the employee's face because everybody was like prince or princess or whatever yeah and then the employee calling him jedi (laughs) jedi (laughs) and like you see like the shithead nephew just kind of waiting like sees what happens happening (laughs) um yeah so we did our last episode talking about masculinity and de-radicalizing your bros yeah and kelsey watched it and was like i didn't watch it i listened to it listen whatever you consumed it you absorbed it yeah 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 just osmosis yeah Yeah. inside um i was like i'm obsessed with jacob and i want him to teach me how to be max 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 maximum mask Max mask. Mask maxing. Yeah. 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 Because I, okay, because I'm non binary and I'm in like my major mask era right now. And I'm nice. like, what do I do? Very nice. How do I do this? How do I swoon the people I'm trying to swoon as a mask person and not as, you know, a femme person? <laughs> Jacob's got to give me some moves. <laughs> like, um, if you if you want moves, Jacob is the wrong person. I am the wrong person. Well, not that. It just moves. People moves. Yeah, people moves. People I can give moves. you the sh- movement. I yeah. do also want to add like a little thing about the de-radicalizing your bros because yeah. I did have some more time to think about it. Yeah. So if that's something you want to save for the end or do now mm, before we let's just do it now. Yeah. Let's do it. Radicalize them. So, what I was thinking about was one of the things I neglected to mention was. And I mean this in a really specific way, be forgiving. And I don't mean that about what they say, because mm-hmm. sometimes they'll say horrible things. I mean that a lot of young men have it pounded into their heads that the only way to show affection is mockery and derision. Mm-hmm. So back when I was working a labor job, there was this young guy. It was his first time driving anything bigger than a sedan. And he was driving a full-sized extended cab, extended box Ford F-350. <laughs> In an old parking lot. Oh, fun. It did not fit there. It was not going to fit there. 
we were driving around it, this probably th- this probably took like 20 minutes of him trying to find a place to park this thing and he was starting to get very angry and he was starting to call himself some very harsh names including the r word a lot which a lot of men do because that's what we're taught to call ourselves mm-hmm. and the entire time all i was doing was just saying like it's okay man it's okay to be angry it's a frustrating situation and eventually he just turned to me he pulled into a stall he was about 45 degrees into the stall one of his headlights was touching the car to our right his uh the side door was touching the car to the left and he just threw his hands up and goes i don't know what to do and i coached him out of there i basically said turn your wheel exactly here back up turn your wheel exactly here back up we're gonna get you out of here and then we parked on the street and he did not thank me because once again men especially in that like toxic stage do not like to think because that means you were not prepared for something right the only thing rewarded is success never progress never getting better because getting better means you were bad at it and that's a really big thing so if you expect thanks from someone who is in that headspace you're not going to get it but what you might get is what i got which was sorry for getting so angry oh nice because they still get that like you know, I talked about like a big thing with like toxic masculinity is self-sacrifice yeah. and like the glorification of isolation and like doing stuff. You kind of get that like self-flagellation of, oh, I recognize I messed up, but I'm going to do it in a way that I can still kind of save face. Right. And so, yeah, my big, my big bit of advice is forgive that. Don't try to make a joke out of it. Don't try to mock them because that's, that's what they've been getting their entire life. Just say, it's okay, man. It's all good. I'm and- loving that gets <laughs> yeah. Toby and Kelsey look so shook. Yeah. Toby and I are both like, I just all my childhood trauma was just yeah. explained to me in depth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, this is the problem with getting a degree in psychology is you're just a therapist all the time now. That's terrifying. And you're still affected by it. And this isn't just a man thing. It is, it's it it does come from a lot of parents. Mm-hmm. So for example, in psychology, this type of parenting is called paternal, but it is not necessary. Right. Yeah. Basically, they show parenting and relationship styles on a graph with two axes. One being... Oh, is that the like nurturing and strict one? Kind mm-hmm. of, yeah. Yeah, and then it's yeah. like... Loving to non-loving and strict to non-strict. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and so like the non-loving, strict, somewhat condescending side is called paternal. And then, like, latchkey kids would be, like, the non-strict, possibly, like, non Very avoidant parents, yeah. but still, like, yeah. I remember talking about it in... Oh, yeah, because you did psych. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah, I was in psych. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was in psych. Yeah. <laughs> and as far as a lot of people know, I'm still in psych. <laughs> fine, it's fine, I'm handling things. Um... No, in developmental psych, they like sat us down and they were like, let's talk about your parents. And I was yeah. like, God, I hate this already. Yeah. Um, So then it was, like, a group of, like... 18 to 30 year olds all being like oh my god my parents were not as good as I thought they were because we talked about how like not strict and very loving is just as bad as not loving and yeah. too strict well, so there's two times. and I was like oh oh there's two that I know about the loving and strict is more the authoritative versus liberative styles yes. that's kind of like parenting the one I'm talking about is one axis is love and one axis is respect. Ooh. Ooh. So high love, low respect is 
paternal mm. because I have to teach you. I have to do right. these things for you. I love you, but I do not think you can do things on your own. I do not I respect you. Mold you. Yeah, I will mold you. I will fix you, prepare you, whatever. And then like high love, high respect is like an adoration, like a role model mm. or something like that. Very cool. Yeah. So that one's not necessarily parents. That gets into outside parents. The authoritative, libertative, yes, all that yeah. stuff. That's definitely like parenting styles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, who needs therapy if we just spend five minutes on a podcast? Yeah. <laughs> we were just this morning. We were literally just talking about. Yeah. I mean, was I going to talk about this on here? No. Um. Whatever. <laughs> I my relationship is open, and I've started seeing someone that's wonderful and they constantly challenge me and are like stop talking so negatively about yourself right like don't make fun of yourself it's not funny <laughs> like and are constantly and I'm like now I think you just taught me what why I do that that's exactly why you do it holy shit yeah. no that's 100% why he literally just did like at least 200 songs of therapy for you in five minutes literally did like, I like send a send bill a or... <laughs> yeah. you know how many registered psychologists are shaking in their boots <laughs> Monday morning epiphanies with Jacob. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, that's that that's it, it's such a funny thing. There's like a running gag with like young men where no one goes to therapy, but what you do is three in the morning, you have a four hour conversation about life and death with your best friend, and then you just do not talk about it for like months. <laughs> and like probably twice a year, I will have a check-in with a buddy. And we'll sit down for drinks and just go into the hardest shit possible. And that's just how like a lot of men function is uh -huh. they build up, they bottle, they get into these deluges of emotion. And that's just how it works. It's just like a little steam release yeah. every couple months. And then there's a couple month refractory period of I'm not going to talk about my feelings. <laughs> I just until I'm outside a bar sharing a cigarette with a guy I've never met before and we're talking about like how my first partner cheated on me or some shit is that the like the boy version of the drunk girls in the bathroom yeah oh my god it's outside sharing cigarettes even if you're not smoking amazing or you're getting out of your truck to go into a McDonald's something like that wild yeah it's a lot <laughs> well this is a lot because i also feel like all of a sudden i understand why i'm trans <laughs> what the fuck yeah. everything you're talking about is like my it's, personality traits I, I was trying to think of like oh god how to how to instruct someone uh sort of a, i'll make a man out of you as it were yeah but uh, i was trying to think of like a really good word for masculinity and i think one of them that i came up with was wide Everything you do is wide. Everything yeah. you do is to a maximum mm. that is not, majority of the time, is not a good thing. Because yeah. <laughs> well, I know it's like, like the taking drugs. up space kind yeah. of. You're taking up space. You're taking up space physically. You're taking up space emotionally. You are, you are keeping everything loaded. And then you have a big artillery barrage of feelings and then you get it out of you. Like everything is all or nothing. Yeah, right? and then life moves on and everything and it never happened. Yeah. yeah, that's my literal Stop life. saying it like it's healthy though. No, but that's <laughs> it can be yeah. as long as you're not repressing or bottling. If you're feeling a feeling, feel it to its max. Don't hold it back. That's the thing men do though, right. is that they bottle it. Yeah. 
if you're having those big maxing sessions and you're getting it all out and you're actually getting it all out and you're getting things aired out, that's, if it works, it works. Mm -hmm. But for a lot of times, you're not actually getting anything out. Right. You're keeping it bottled up. You're keeping it repressed. You're doing what's societally acceptable. Because again, you can't share a lot as a guy with other guys. Mm. You can, again, you're, you're rewarded for suffering. So when you're having those conversations, the unhealthy version of that is you're sharing all your traumas and your stuff. And it's so rare for a guy to just genuinely say something they're grateful for mm-hmm. in those kind of things. That's how I find like, all right, we've actually gotten into the sauce is when they're like, I like love my mom or something like that. That's when it's like, okay, we've actually gotten past the crust of the hard, man, my job is so hard and I'm covered in calluses and I sleep two hours a day, <laughs> shit like that. That's the, you say this to everyone. Right. You say this to all the guys. Yeah. It's when they're actually grateful for things. That's when you get into the the, the cream. The the genuine. The genuine yeah. stuff. Don't say cream. <laughs> I hate that word cream in today. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. I feel exposed. Because again, yeah, as, as a man, the easiest thing is to talk about like anger, talk about the hard times. It's difficult to talk about the times you're genuinely happy. Yeah. Because that's not rewarded with other men. Well, no. And because who cares about that? Yeah, Happiness is free. That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> Sorrow comes at a cost. <laughs> and that's the thing. We reward the cost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my They're, God. Yeah. What's so that? what you're telling me is that I didn't grow up with zero dra- dads. I grew up with only dads. <laughs> all dads. Yeah. All, even my mom was a dad. Yeah. All Everybody was all... all the dads. Yeah. And I thought I was wounded because i had dad issues <laughs> jokes on me <laughs> jokes on you you could only have dad i only have dad. you only have the dad which is probably why i grew up to be a dad or at least the the dad With archetype yeah, yeah. breaking wow. the cycle yeah becoming the good dad yeah <laughs> wow this is like i feel like i came in here le- trying to learn how to be masculine and now i'm having to undo all the masculine qualities that i have <laughs> well it's <laughs> i feel like presenting mask and and having a like toxic masculinity view on things can be two very separate though yeah. like i feel like you came in here wanting to be like i want an envy to look at me and be like him you know? yeah and then awesome. you're like here's all the generational trauma that men have not gotten over so Literally. like it is still we can still teach you man riz but like yeah. <laughs> but maybe also look at the man in yeah well honestly <laughs> honestly all you got to know to to look like a man, match the color of your belt and shoes and do push-ups. Like, that's it. Build okay. up some shoulders. Get some muscle tees. <laughs> I wear all black all the time. There you go. So that's, I'm a matchy guy just as a result. <laughs> um, I don't do push-ups. I do pick up boxes. Yeah. And like, I do make a really good joke about like, if you need somebody to come and pick stuff up and put it down, that's, yeah. I'm your guy, you right? Like, that's, I can like. <laughs> yeah. I can't. Yeah. But like, I like the joke that I can. I was yeah. gonna say, I'm like, anytime that I've been around when things need to be lifted, okay. that's very different. Thing. So, and this is the thing is that my strength is directly related to how much you're you think I'm strong. Yeah. If you think I'm strong, it's I like, can lift everything. It's like when someone else is more anxious than you in public, and you're mm-hmm. like, I will be the adult here. They're it's like, like I don't know how to, and I'm like, don't worry, I've got it. Yep. Yeah, I'll kill every spider in every house yeah. ever. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Wow. Okay. Okay. So I got to do push ups. Well, that's a fucking start. Oh, no, so, like, <laughs> so, like, 
I think I think the word wide is really important. If you're going to do yeah. stuff, do it, do it to the max. Interesting. Yeah. Which is so interesting because when you talk, when you hear like the societal like depiction of masculinity or manness, it's very like keep it contained, you know, yeah. put it in a box. Yeah. And what you're saying, yeah, and well, what you're saying is that it's beyond. It's just, it can't fit in a box. I, I think I think it not fitting in the box is the healthy kind. I think you get that like that manly stoicism. I hate that shit. Mm -hmm. I hate that shit. I think a lot of young men hate that because you're not allowed to play. Yeah. You're not allowed to like one of my favorite things about back when I was working a labor job, there'd be a ravine and we'd be like, Hey, who do you think can jump the farthest down that ravine? That's not safe. I was going to say sound safe. None <laughs> like, of your stories from your old job are safe. No. <laughs> by any sense. By any sense. Shit. No, I, I am amazed. I have all my limbs. <laughs> you love that for you. <laughs> I'm I'm very glad to be working like a healthcare bureaucracy job yeah. where I get paid to paint my nails with clients and play pool. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's it's so part of seeing something and do all men should be a little ADHD. Okay. Well, I got that down. <laughs> exactly. Oh, great. <laughs> so what you're saying is that when I'm out in the world and I'm like, I can't. Okay, so this happens to me a lot yeah. where I'll go to the bar. So yeah. this is just a really good example. Yeah. Um, I'm an adult. It's fine. Um, but I'll go to the bar sometimes. Um, and I will, like, all my friends will be dancing. Yeah. And I won't be dancing because I'm like, I'm too cool to dance. Like, I can't have, like, that's not, I'm like, people are going to look at me and be like, why is that masked person dancing? Are you telling me people actually don't think that? Whoa. Chelsea, I have terrible news for you. No one you don't know cares. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what? No, this no. is... <laughs> I, I I think we're I think we're getting away from like stoicism and just we're getting into social anxiety, <laughs> which like I've been to therapy for social anxiety. I get it. It's almost like because it's less of a I don't want people to look at me, and it's more of a I don't want this specific group of people to look at me and perceive me as somebody that you don't want. You don't want, well, you don't want cis men. You don't want cis men to judge you too hard. Exactly. Do you actually care about cis men judging you too hard? Do you give a shit what they think? Apparently. That's the thing. Like, yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. Right? Men don't do shit. They, they always talk about like, oh, it's really hard to like find a girl or whatever. Men don't do shit for women. Men do shit for the men that do not give a shit about them. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's maybe that's what makes me men, do shit. <laughs> men don't do shit because they're scared about getting clipped on the internet yep. or called a girl or some shit. Yeah. But, same. Yeah. But like, it's it's the same thing like I know it's very stereotypical to be like you you should not care about what those people think but the thing is you do and it's really hard to get out of that and mm -hmm. like I still do that mm -hmm. we have a karaoke thing at AHS and I haven't sung there because I'm like oh I can't sing because singing's gay <laughs> and the funny thing is I'm fucking gay <laughs> and so I'm like sitting there I'm like no I can't do that gay shit I'm like but I I'm wearing I am that I'm wearing shirt. a women's cardigan and my nails are painted and I have long hair how is this the thing that stops it? Yeah. And like, that's the thing I'm processing. <laughs> that the way you're socialized goes so fucking mm -hmm. deep. Yeah. Like, yeah. you don't yeah. even realize it until it comes You don't up. realize until you're in that specific scenario. I'm like, I can't sing in front of people because I still have that, like, I'm a little boy in Catholic school. I don't want people to know I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's also kind of funny because I feel I'm almost on 
the opposite side of that yeah in that I like kind of realized my parents were like like I I vividly remember as a child growing up my dad consistently if I would sit with my legs open on the couch going ladies don't sit like that yeah Mm -hmm. and then it was like fuck you why (laughs) you know like and then I kind of like I instead of being like oh I'll have to follow along with what's being told it became like an angry thing for me it's funny I was talking to some coworkers the other day and I was like you can tell who here actually knows who I am because they know how angry I am all the time yeah. <laughs> because I am an angry soul mm-hmm. but like I look at my my siblings and how my parents raised us and I definitely feel I was the child that they kind of gave up on at times mm-hmm. and I don't mean that in like a oh no my parents don't love me kind of yeah. way but in a my parents kind of they I was the third of five so they kind of were like we already did our two the third came along and was not like the other two we'll just kind of leave it like you know I was the wild child they were like we don't really want to hang out with Toby my sisters would be playing games and I'd be like can I play and they'd be like you can watch us play and then I'd sit in the room while they played and it was like this is playing I know listen to this trauma I know right um But then I like look at myself nowadays in comparison to my parents and my, my mother is trying very hard right now to, I think, find herself. And I do think I am directly part of the reason Mm -hmm. because she sees how comfortable I am in myself. Mm -hmm. And she kind of goes, oh, maybe I am my own problem because I went to, I know, right. I went to therapy for a while but my first time going to a therapist I was in high school and my parents were like we don't know how to take care of you but someone's professional and knows how to do it so I was in high school and they were like we're taking you somewhere and I was like what does that mean and then I was in a therapist's office Mm -hmm. um and I had a therapist for a while that I really got along with to the point that basically like I would come into sessions and she would be like Toby how's it going and I'm like it's fine and she goes okay now how's it going (laughs) and I'd be like hey well these things are happening and I basically would just solve the problem myself in her office and she was like okay that was 50 see you later that's the best part once once you have the tools to help yourself that's like that's the dream yeah absolutely yeah if you're a counselor and they're sitting there working it out Mm -hmm. like hands off yeah exactly that was exactly it she's like you're so like perceptive of yourself and how other people do things And it's funny because people always tell me that I'm comfortable to be around and easy to talk to. And I think it's because I'm unapologetically myself Mm -hmm. to the point that people are like, okay, well, I know you're not lying to me Mm -hmm. because you feel so genuine. Yeah. So then like, it's also that predictability, right? Like you've really set people up to be like, look, like this is who I am. And this is like, here are the things that are non-negotiables Yeah. and here are the things like, so it's like, it's that comfort of like, I don't know. We always, my mom has this really, really, really great um, sentence that she likes to use where she says, the devil, you know, is better than the devil. You don't. Yes. Right. And you are kind of like the devil. We know, like, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Chaotic and untamable, but we know what's happening. <laughs> yeah. And we can expect it. And Toby is always consistently Toby. Yes. And that's, that's like, we understand that. Right. So yeah. I feel like at least for you specifically, it's very like Toby's themselves and that makes it like safe like they're not going to judge me for being yeah. my kind yeah. of someone else told yeah. me that the other day she was like mm-hmm. I feel like I can come up to you and tell you what's going wrong in my life and you're not gonna say you're mm-hmm. stupid I don't believe yeah. you I don't agree with you like you're the only person who's seen my Spotify rap really yeah oh my god now I feel so special actually that is actually <laughs> such an honor <laughs> Yay. 
right? I've yeah. seen Becca all the way through. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And like the important, like, okay, this is important for you as yeah. Becca's brother. Yeah. Toby has like, Toby has made Becca watch. Um, what, what did you make? What no, it was watch? vice versa. They oh, watched I, Hamilton. Oh, I watched right. Hamilton because vice of Becca. Oh, okay. Toby watched Hamilton because of Becca. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now they it have like- talk shit about it. Yeah. Weird, Fight me. like yeah. <laughs> toxic. And then Toby had to explain the issues behind this movie, Love, Simon or Dear, something. Dear Evan Hansen. Dear Evan Hansen. Dear Evan Hansen. Yeah. And we kind of like, so like there's this real good reciprocal relationship. I feel like they're sharing each other's interests. I'm like, it's, it's very endearing. We never get like- <laughs> I don't think anybody's ever interested in the musicals and stuff. No, <laughs> no. So we get to talk shit about yeah. Dear Evan Hansen and Hamilton together. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was my express mm-hmm. purpose of watching Hamilton. That's actually yeah, I had never seen it before, and I was like, Becca wants to talk shit on Hamilton. I yeah. can watch it. We got to rip on Hamilton. Yeah, we actually hired Toby specifically to entertain Becca. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, was just, it was enrichment for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like sport- animals in a zoo <laughs> that need a little friend. Yeah. They actually started bringing me in. Yeah. <laughs> when they give like when they give like puppies to leopards in the zoo, so they're like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. like the capybara that comes yeah, in for yeah. like uh, babies that don't have a mom. Okay, <laughs> and here I'm like, this is like when they give babies to gorillas or kittens to gorillas, <laughs> yeah. and they just rip the heads off and pull one sticks. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Isn't that what happens? No. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's a Family Guy skit. <laughs> yeah, Kelsey watches way too much Family Guy and then confuses it that's with reality. Actually... That's not. That's not a joke. Just... I'm so embarrassed. But they have there. No, there is actually like a news report of a gorilla having a kitten. Like that has happened at least once. It's Coco. Yeah. Yeah, Coco had a kitten. Yeah. Oh, I thought. Yeah, but I think I think Family Guy added the whole. Yeah, so after like the 900th one, it stopped ripping their heads off. Yeah. No, that's a Family Guy sketch. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And Family Guy isn't real. <laughs> you think the cartoon would give that away? Family Guy isn't real. Family Guy can't hurt you. <laughs> just the twelve-year-olds just watch it too much. Oh God! Oh. This is also a part of the trauma. Is I can like reality and TV and Dream World are all the same for me. The same. That's why. Do you have really vivid dreams? Yeah. Okay, I do too. But here's the wild thing: I lucid dream so regularly. Ew, nope. I know that's it's the, the worst thing ever. Because here's the thing. I'm so it's so vivid and I'm so conscious of what's happening in my dreams that something will happen and I'll go that can't be possible and then I spend the rest of the dream being like this is a dream and I can't wake up and it's wild like I have a I had a a childhood friend pass away in 2017 or something yeah um and here's the wild thing that definitely needed to be addressed in therapy for a while um hers is the only dead body I've seen because it was open casket oh so occasionally i will have a dream and she will be in it and then my brain will like supply the image to me of the fact that i've seen her lifeless and then i spend the rest of the dream being like she's dead this can't be happening oh. i know and i'm like isn't that traumatic that's Listen, wild yeah. but who is your therapist <laughs> like i'll give you connection <laughs> oh i was like we should call them <laughs> like i just okay. i just know jacob punched me in the ribs once when we were kids when he was sleeping because he thought i stole a diamond from him yeah i so i used to have really vivid i actually i've punched a couple people in my sleep <laughs> man <laughs> man dream <laughs> yeah no we were, we were camping and i just punched rebecca I'm like where are the diamonds <laughs> It wasn't that hard. He was like nine and hadn't had a gross bird. Yeah, I was just kind of like slapping at you. And then and then mom was like, Becca, just give him back whatever you took. And Becca's like, I didn't take any diamonds. <laughs> My sister's like, I don't have diamonds. Yeah. 
whenever my family would go on like vacations growing up we'd have to I mean you'd have to figure out how to fit as many people as my family is into oh yeah right like seven people in a hotel room is not ideal um no so of course we'd have to like double up on some of the beds yeah Yeah. um (laughs) and I remember my my older sister and I shared a bed once and I guess she just slowly migrated onto my side of the bed but she assumed that I had moved onto her side Mm -hmm. of the bed and she like pushed me off the bed in the middle of the night basically because she was like why are you on my side of the bed and I was like Jacob like fucking kicked our dad in the middle of the bed (laughs) (laughs) he fell in the crack (laughs) yeah and no it was a full-on like yeah i put both my feet on the small of his back and drop kicked him out of bed while i was sleeping and then yeah he was he was pinned between the bed and the wall like this he was just like jesus christ he couldn't get out because he had a back injury so we had to like my mom and me had to like pull him out of bed like it was a rescue no, Jacob always got his own bed in hotel rooms because no one that or or I just had to sleep on the floor because I lost bed privileges. because yeah. I would just Major. I would just whack people as of your man dreams. Yeah. Man dreams. <laughs> yeah, every time I think about that, I just die. Yeah, girl, that's so funny. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, so do you feel like you have to like exude intimidating man privilege being uh, in the world? I do, I do guess I have the privilege of like of being intimidating. I I don't know if this is a story I'm super happy with, but I, I is it the McDonald's one? There this, that was a Dairy Queen. But you know, mm-hmm. like RBF resting bitch face. Yeah. My friends have told me in high school I had resting school shooter face. Oh. I I had a mean mug. And so I practiced smiling for a very long time. I did not have to worry about being intimidating. I was yeah. a I was a white guy with short hair and just the mean mug in his face. And I had a growth spurt where I gained a hundred pounds in four months. And so nobody really I didn't have to worry about that. Is it something that you like that you're aware of though? Like I well the thing is now the problem is dialing it back. Oh, interesting. Especially working in healthcare. Like sometimes I'm in a room with like a, a smaller woman and I have to like I have to try and be as least threatening as mm. possible and be like overly timid it's the wide again he yeah. has to bring in his wide yeah so that she's like oh my god normal size i gotta bring it in i gotta narrow it I, yeah. i'll literally like sink in my shoulder oh interesting yeah yeah i feel like you should just walk in someday and be like girl i have that shirt <laughs> like you know I that would be it. enough <laughs> yeah that, that would i would be yeah. de-escalated yeah. instantly yeah people <laughs> just concerned and then show them the painted nails and they're like ah that's why i do <laughs> it yeah that's why that's why like I'll, I'll go to work and i'll wear jewelry and painted nails and like that's why i grew my hair out because i used to have a shaved head yeah and people would cross the street to go to get away from me it's interesting <laughs> hearing the other side of it because i like if i'm like you know going out on white or something and i'm like how am i going to handle the walk from the car to the bar in the way that the least people will talk to me yeah and like trying to make myself look a little bit like less yeah and then you're doing the exact opposite and i'm, I'm walking down the street and i see some lady like change her purse to the other side i'm like oh god no see and i think that i like this conversation because i think so much about like we have so many trans we're primarily serving trans mass kits right now mm-hmm. and they are 
toughening themselves up left, right, and center, right? Like, and it's so interesting because I think it's so cool to hear that like there are people in the world, you know, that are very manly that are trying to lessen that as well. You know what I mean? It's like, we always talk about like, it's so funny because our um, kids come in and people are always like, oh, they're so terrifying. And it's like, oh no, that all black and those spikes are so you don't talk to them. Yeah. Because yeah. if you do, it's they will place. break. Yeah. Like yeah. they cannot have a conversation with anybody over the age of 35 or anybody under the age of 10. Yeah. They can't. Right. But people are like, but in their minds, they're like, well, I'm toughening myself up. Like I'm masking myself up. And I'm like, that's so interesting. Yeah. I, there's, so there's this trans man on TikTok that I follow who like, you know, passing is not always the goal necessarily. It's not a privilege, but like passes probably better than anyone I've ever seen Mm -hmm. and works in like a very like cis male dominated industry. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about how do you fly under the radar so people think you're cis. And he was talking about doing this thing where like not just being wide, but like tilting your head back so you can almost look down at them like you're assessing the other people. Yeah. I get called out for doing that a lot. Yeah, like he was talking about kind of like like you're assessing them. Yeah. And then doing the Tom Hardy, like just kind of grunt in response. Yeah. Like don't laugh at their shitty jokes. Like don't nope. like they have to meet your <laughs> approval yeah. kind of thing. Oh yeah. I can't be a man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so conflicted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the non-binariness yeah. of me is that I'm having a real like I have lots of good masculine traits and then also i hate all every everything everything is a little competition yeah yeah like if you're walking down a street it's like the first one to nod loses (laughs) (laughs) oh my god yeah they do the little little up chin just that it's got to specifically be an up nod not a down yeah what does that mean they mean different things they mean different things yeah they They absolutely mean different things it's like a down nod gay no. Okay. No, but I, I no. Like it's, it's aggressive. A more. down, a down nod is has inherently <laughs> deeper meaning. Oh. Okay. Yes. The up nod is like a greeting. Almost. The up nod is like, like I see you. Friend, yes. <laughs> it's what's up. I see you. You're there. Hi. Nice. It's not even really a hi. It's you're there. Yeah. 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 Acknowledgement of yeah. existence. Yeah. And what's the down nod? The down nod can be any Anything. kind of emotion beyond that. Mm. Okay. I was like talking to a friend, something really heavy happened. They looked at me, just gave me a nod. I gave them a nod back and I was like, are you okay? I'm okay. Are you okay? And then we just kind of like nodded at each other. That was it. No other words. Right. Ooh. And oh then, yeah. The body language thing is wild. Yeah. And like, yeah. I'm just going to go to a Starbucks and just, or no, to the keg steakhouse and just watch men interact. Yeah. Okay. Well, now. to like, that's literally my favorite sport. Yeah. Um, Cause the other wow. thing I've noticed and like, you're really good about this is like, I'll be noticed if you're, if we're at like a table or something and there's no one sitting next to you, you'll do the, yeah. sometimes like the hand on the thing, yeah. and like spread out a little bit. Yeah. And then as soon as a non-man is there, yeah, you're like very like, Move. I am in my personal bubble. I am not in your personal bubble. Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah. See, and this is, yeah. See, I have envy privilege around non-men. I have envy no. privilege. <laughs> yeah, because this is where I would never even think twice of that. Yeah, if I have my arm around a chair and like Becca sits, there was one day that I had to jump into a meeting with Becca on her Zoom, and I literally sat on her chair with her, and she was <laughs> yeah. like, "What are you doing?" And yeah, I was Kelsey like, "She was like practically in my lap," <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't even think twice. Yeah. So. 
yeah but like that's the thing like I would never think to just take my arm yeah. down if somebody were to sit on that chair it's, like that's yeah. the conscientious part of it though because like the really toxic guys won't necessarily yeah do that no Are you and they're, be a toxic and they're but like no, a lot of toxic well, they're encouraged to do that they're they're encouraged to yeah. do that yeah. that's yeah. like that's like the culture now is like you gotta impose yourself on everyone right and I I think the the healthier version of that is fill the space you got but don't go beyond that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to put my arm over this couch. There's a person there. <laughs> and again, I mean, I won't stop. You. <laughs> and again, there's like a, there's like a really big fear for a lot of men of being like a thug or specifically like there was this one guy I knew he was well over six feet, really big guy. Uh, if you called him a brute, he would just break down. Oh, Cause it's like, there there is like a big i don't want to be a thug i want to be considered like a conscientious person an intelligent person and there's this kind of this side side of when you're a bigger guy there's kind of the oh they're strong but dumb yeah mm-hmm. or like that's the assumption I that's the assumption you're thing. strong you must be dumb you can't be both yeah. yeah were we talking about it here there was like a clip of somebody who was like a woman crossing the street is a sign that she was raised properly and not that the man needs to be offended or something like that were, were we talking no, about no that? i don't know this, this made me think of it because yeah. it's like a woman who crosses the street is not trying to offend the specific man coming at her it's just because she wants to feel safe yeah like in general she, yeah. as being a woman it's the yes. it's the so, every gun like it's loaded yes yeah, yeah. yeah. so it was yeah. like the the comment was basically the person being like as a man i was offended like it's not me not no. all men yeah. are that way yeah. not mm-hmm. not i would never why would she assume yeah. and it's like it is not you specifically it is the fact that as a socialized as a female individual mm-hmm. yeah i was taught that a man takes up the space a woman makes herself small yeah totally. so yeah. like kind of yeah. seen not heard yeah that like, sort of thing mm-hmm. yeah and like i i totally understand the logic behind it even though it's like oh i you know i don't want people to think of me that way i get why it runs so deep though too because the whole time i've been sitting here like this yeah, you was in there cross-legged, yes. hands Covering over. Covering yourself nicely. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. I think even in jeans, I have trouble being like... I know you came up to me that one day at group, and you're like, I don't know why I ever, like, anyone would ever think you're not queer, because I was, like, sitting there, and I was just, like... Yeah, yeah. fully out, yeah. sprawled. Yeah, you're like, your legs are spread. You're, like, yeah. so crouched down, like... <laughs> Nothing is sacred out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, it's if I was here the other day, talking about some drama going on in my life... Yeah. And I was like, oh, I just felt so hyper aware of, you know, my gender. So I basically, I almost pulled my pants down right there and said, let's talk about my vagina. <laughs> like, you know, like, that's to me one of the funny things that I like to use to make people uncomfortable. Because like at my other job, because I work with cranky old white men uh, at times, <laughs> um, they'll them. come up to me and they'll make comments about like so is a dude or judette or like what am i supposed to call people these days and it's so blah 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 and i had one guy once do the like what's in your pants to me Mm. and i was like are you actively trying to have sex with me because otherwise it doesn't matter what's in my pants yeah Yeah. like also is this what you're at home depot yeah absolutely 
I have worries. <laughs> Should we call the man or the woman? Oh, no, no, and I, yeah. and I'm just I will, joking. It was a joke. No, it was. But you know what? Like, who is no, this? it's just like no. It's not like my coworkers. Yeah. It's just like yeah, yeah. some one guy comes Some... in and he's like, oh, I need to pick up this it's, two it's more. It's the things. customers, yeah. 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 Oh, I yeah. do have a question. Yeah. Speaking of like going to the keg and just watching men interact. Yeah. One thing I've noticed is very like they will do either like two feet like on the ground mm. very firmly. Yeah. If that like kind of power position, or they'll sit like you are. I feel like it's 50-50 yeah, of like with like the foot crossed over the knee. Yeah. Of like it's either I'm fun having fun and relaxed or this I don't just... see you as a threat. Mm-hmm. Of like cuz they'll still do the rest of the posturing. Yeah. But it's like I can't get up very easily and I it's cuz I don't see you as a threat. Well, so this is a I I've also taken I've done a lot of boxing, I've done a lot of fighting and I've also right. done some self-defense courses. And that's actually a tactic for starting a fight is preening is getting oh, okay. ready is that what so that like is? puffing the, up your the thing you'll see if you ever like watch a street fight go down the thing the guy will do he'll stroke his beard right before he punches i do that all the time yeah <laughs> you're weird i don't have a beard but i yeah. do that i see that in movies all the time what is it's it's to look like you're not a threat and then you punch them in the face oh my god it's and the, so it's like the exact the, reverse of taking off your earrings yeah and so the more casual you are as a man more the more, more threatening really to yeah. other men at least yeah the women are like oh finally yeah yeah because <laughs> no, it's paired like if if you see two guys standing up at a bar and one of them puts his hands in his pockets Watch shit's out. about to happen because he's hiding his attack oh yeah if 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 i'm at a bar and some guy puts his hands in his pockets i'm gonna take a couple steps back <laughs> <laughs> see probably just i'm yeah. just prepping my finger guns yeah <laughs> If they got a hoodie and their hands are in their hoodie, oh, back up. Yeah. Back up right oh, now. Wow. Yeah. That's really, yeah, because I've seen the beard thing a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And it's there's distraction like, or like flip the cap. Yeah. Yeah. Or just like adjust the hat. Yeah, adjust yeah. the hat, just hit the hat. And it's then, like yeah. jokes, like I've joked a bunch about like, I remember in high school, like fights between like girls versus fights between guys of like guys, there was always like a couple minutes of like, the stuff at the beginning that's where the fight starts is the grandstanding oh okay yeah Yeah. interesting oh my god so there's like we're all looking at this being like look at these two cis men bonding thinking it's real cute and really all of the cis men around are looking at it like oh dear god shit's about to go down so fight can be a bonding experience well they have been i i've i've me and some of my friends have beaten the absolute hell out of each other i have a matching tattoo with someone i got in a fight with in junior high nice we yeah. never condone violence. We don't condone violence. But also never underestimate it was also, homoeroticism. It was also <laughs> a very girl fight and we almost ripped each other's hair out by the roots. Like, like we each oh, got a grab of each other's hair. Yeah. And then it was just a stalemate. It was like a hockey fight, but that's all you had for purchase. Instead of a jersey, Instead it of was a jersey, hair. you had the hair. It's yeah. kind of funny you say that too, because I have at, at Home Depot, I have a coworker who... Um, there's a lot of drama going on there right now and we were discussing it as it has affected my ability to do my job correctly. Right. And he was like, I I feel bad and I feel thankful that I'm a man in that there's this unspoken, a man is upset with you, he can throw a punch at your face and then you get it out. Right. But a woman needs to ruin you to be able <laughs> to get her away kind of thing. Because that was what one of the big problems was. It was that there was all these like, catty back I feel like, forth i feel like it's mm-hmm. kind of like the bottling up you said of like so as like i know the way i was socialized is like you are not allowed to be angry 
So if you're pissed at someone, you either have to be very, very subtle about it and like petty. Yeah. Or you wait until it explodes and you're ripping each other's hair out in the parking lot. Yeah. Like, because you're not allowed to be angry. You have to be like very like amicable and like sweet and nice all the time. 100%. Yeah. That's why like the resting bitch face is a thing of it's like, Mm -hmm. you're not smiling all the time. I guess you're a bitch. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Which sucks. This conversation has given me more you gender euphoria than I've ever had in my life. <laughs> so black. Like I am so non-binary. That's good. You are. That's very good. You are. I love that for yeah. me. That was like I talked to a friend and I and I think I mentioned it here that uh the the saying my gender is my problem, my pronouns are your problem is it yep. like literally I had a moment where I was like, damn, that's absolutely correct for me. Like I I really don't give mm-hmm. a shit. Because it was, it's, I mean, I know it's like a ha-ha funny joke at group. It gets to me and they're like, what's Toby going to say for their pronouns this week? Yep. And it's like, it, it really is. I'm just like, whatever you're comfortable with. Yeah. I don't take anything personally. If you see me as a woman and you use she, her, I'm not going to be like, oh my God, you've ruined my day. Like, yeah. Yeah. If, if you are important to me and your opinion of me matters to me, I've told you how I feel. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I'm the opposite. If you say that I'm a woman or a girl, you ruined my day <laughs> you've actually ruined probably my whole life it's very exciting that you took off the she her i know yeah is that gonna be a thing going forward well so i've been wearing my they them bracelet for like ever um i don't know we'll see i am in a few more situations that are safer to my identity that's good now yeah. um so like i can drop the she but there's also still like i mean I still work in St. Albert. So like oh, as yeah. a trans person. Yeah. So like some things are just protected. Yeah. 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 Like, right. yeah. I'm like, I keep the she so that when you use it, I don't have to talk about it yeah, that's, seven times it, with you. In a way, it's it's to keep yourself safe. Literally. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing that I also feel like people don't understand when I say that I don't care. Cause like I, I've had in my life and in many situations a lot of performative allyship mm-hmm. and that they're like no you have to use toby's pronouns properly and i'm like you don't know that person is safe to tell this information yeah exactly you have no idea i have no idea it is not your place to tell them i would tell them if i had to yeah Yeah. like and it's also that situation of okay so they're going to do that bare minimum and then i'm going to call them on something that they did that's transphobic and they're going to turn around and be like well i've respected your pronouns this whole time it's like no well i don't respect you yeah it's like okay you didn't call me the wrong name weirdly yeah um congratulations here's your message. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the lowest bar being passed let yeah. me put a sticker on your ally sticker chart <laughs> like, right? yeah. yeah the good noodle chart yeah here's another sticker yeah so, one more and you get a free coffee right? i did but buy a queer <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> we'll go to starbucks for once yeah. <laughs> free palestine sorry. Oh, um, sorry yeah 100%. um i did have another question just going off the bite thing yeah because like there is an action i've seen a lot that is like aggressive but also i'm like the whole tarps off thing yeah seems obviously aggressive yes right yeah is that functional so they don't get jerseyed or is so that they just can't showing? grab you it's so they can't grab you okay yeah mm-hmm. interesting yeah no i <laughs> for people who aren't canadian tarps off means shirts off yeah and jerseyed is when you're a hockey player and you're in a fight and you get your jersey pulled over your head so you can't see yeah I realized That's... how much slang was in what? that yeah. one sentence. I'm yeah. not a hockey Canadian. Yeah, no, jerseying <laughs> someone is to put their shirt over their head. What? Yeah. You see a lot in hockey fights is they'll pull yeah. the bottom of the jersey up 
over their Pull head. it over their head and then, and then keep punching them. So they can't under there. Yeah. So you have a hold of chest they can't yeah. see yeah. and you can yeah. get them yeah. right under the yeah. Why do we play sports? <laughs> I love sports I, I I absolutely love that there's this whole propaganda that Canada is such a really nice country and really polite country. It was Stephen Harper spent millions, but yeah. someone yeah. pointed out that two of Canada's most famous sports, hockey and lacrosse, are the only sports in the world that have fight breaks. Yeah, where we have to legal cross checking, legal cross checking, and so sometimes the boys get so frustrated they have to punch each other and then they take a two minute break. Baseball doesn't have bench brawls. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, there's no bench brawl. No one gets thrown into a bench. I also adore like I saw somebody. I can't remember what country they were from, but like hockey was not a thing, and they saw the pairing off as fight buddies. Right. So like when you're watching. Two hockey players fight. A lot of times, opposing team members will oh, look yeah, like they're yeah. hugging each other. Mm. Yeah, and that's so they can't like join the fight mm-hmm. and turn it into a bench brawl. Yeah, but they're like, why are these guys hugging while their teammates are? It's like that's why they're keeping themselves out of the fight. They're I just thought it was other... cute. No, it's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, but it's so they can't grab them. That's interesting. Yeah, so funny. Yeah, because I was like, that's an obviously aggressive move, and mm-hmm. I'm like, is it showing out? Yeah, no. One of the things is take off anything that can be like grabbed so it's like the earrings again so yeah. it's like the earrings which is yeah not preening it is the most aggressive thing i think i've ever seen an well, i think i think the do. shirt oh yeah the shirt is both yeah it, it acts as both yeah because it's like you're taking off your shirt and you're like i'm ready to throw down right okay so let me tell you i went and got my palms tattooed and my tattoo artist was telling me about how the night before she had three like 20 something year old hockey boys show up and yeah. they got their sticks tattooed with their numbers underneath on their arm and they were matching and it was like a big deal and they were all so broy. it was all their first tattoos yeah. and they all it was on their arm and they all took their t-shirts off to get her to take pictures of them and she was like and they just kept going on about this is so cool we're so tough we're so straight bet, blah 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 and she was like flexing and she yeah. flat yeah. out was like that it was the gayest thing i've ever seen in my life yeah yeah <laughs> And to this day, I'm like, I don't understand. Were they preening? Yes. Like, were yeah, yeah. Oh, they were like, oh, straight men are incredibly gay. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's the best thing yeah. ever been said. It's, it's for like other men. it's like the horseshoe theory. Yeah, where the two extremes are really close. Yeah. Oh, I feel like horseshoe theory for politics is bullshit, but with cis men, with it's cis very men, real. Yeah, it was the straighter you are, the gayer you act. And see, this is the interesting thing because like the piercer is very gay there, and she yeah. flat out looked at me. She was like, Kelsey. I've had like I've had gay sex, and that that wasn't yeah. as gay as what I saw yeah. last night yeah. between these three hockey bros. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it was just so intimate and so like intense. And she was like, and I could not figure out why they all had to take off their shirts for a tattoo on their forearm. It's one of those things where that's like one of the few acceptable man to man relationships, and so because it's one of the few, it gets such high intimacy and it gets intense. Like yeah, yeah like I. I do boxing. Yeah. There's so much gay shit in boxing. Love that. Because <laughs> you're literally, we do like, I also do Brazilian jiu-jitsu. You have a guy on your back and you're rolling around the floor. Like, <laughs> it's pretty gay. <laughs> I So on that note, yeah. like, I know a lot of like, in a lot of like books and movies and stuff, people will like want male characters to date they have like really close friendships and i'm like is it because we don't see relationships between men that have that much intimacy that they assume they're in love well have you also gone into like the history 
of using like brotherhood as essentially because it's one of the only kinds of intimacy that's allowed a lot of like hidden queer authors back when being queer was super illegal mm -hmm. would use brotherhood as a code for gay relationships additionally that's how you get into a lot of interesting things with vampires because we should go down that one we should figure that one out so just this is a very my weird face tangent. just lit up this is a very weird tangent cannibalism has been coded as queerness for a very long time in books yes. because it is a very it is a very intimate act and so a lot of like closeted queer writers in like the 17th century would use cannibalism to write gay stories when they weren't allowed to write Armilla, everyone should read it yeah interesting OG yeah vampire book yeah oh my god I think my favorite part about this whole episode is that for once we talked about sports. Yeah. We did. Holy shit. We talked about sports. We on did the queer sports time. Teams. On yes. Queer Hound Time. Yeah. And it's funny because when we very first put this out, you were like, who knows? One day maybe we'll talk about sports. Yeah. And that was a year yourself? and a half ago. Maybe I two years. I think in our bio, no. literally is like, never say never. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and now you can say. There we go. This is our sports episode. Our sports and masculinity. Mm -hmm. There you go. Oh my God. <laughs> It's so gay. I love yeah. it. <laughs> Was there anything else y'all want to talk about? I think I'm good. Oh, actually, on yeah. the topic of men and creaming, that I think is funny. <laughs> um, I had a coworker that didn't last long at Home Depot mm. because he was very Andrew Tate. Everybody has a and the fact that he was like a big strong gym bro was super important and mm -hmm. yeah. he needed to be the alpha and he needed to be like he only liked the girls that looked innocent and pure Ugh. um i don't think he ever actually once said a, a word to me mm -hmm. yeah. so then i started being a shit to him because i was like you'll have to respect me or you'll mm -hmm. yeah i will cause problems for you yeah so i would like intentionally do shit that would like impede on his work mm-hmm and unless he said something to me, I would not stop doing it. Love it. Um, and he wouldn't because he yeah. he was like, I can't talk to whatever that is. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, my, I have a favorite coworker there, and he's just such an unhinged old man. And um, he he came up to the guy and said something along. He called him like a beta or something. Yeah. And this was in front of a female co-worker of ours pissed him off oh yeah and she like laughed at it and he didn't get angry at my favorite grumpy old man he got angry at the woman for laughing yeah. yep and i was like you're fucking kidding yeah. that it was like the bar was that low and then i i <laughs> last i had heard of him um my grumpy old co-worker challenged him to a fight and it embarrassed the guy so hard he quit oh my god <laughs> well, and he can back it up yeah those backed it up talk shit got yeah. hit so good i yeah. love that do you know speaking of gym bros and like horseshoe straight men being gay do you know what like a pump cover is yeah ew no okay but it's i don't just, want to. So it's a hoodie it's oh. when guys go to the gym when they first go they'll be wearing like long sleeves or a hoodie or something yeah and it's for the first part of their workout until they can get a little bit of like a muscle like pump going and yes. it's usually their vanity muscles yes. that only they notice no one else would ever notice yes and then they take it off yes and do like the shirtless or like muscle shirt workout yep. and that is the gayest fucking shit i actually that, oh. and it's also that's that's our that's like the masculine body of dysmorphia yeah because you you have to have like such ridiculous muscles in order to be acceptable would, like it's the other kind men. of muscles that only they would notice nope. if there was a pump. Like, yeah, some people will go to the gym and there's like different kind of workouts that build strength and there's different kind of workouts that build a pump that just engorge your muscles. 
Yeah. And so they will do these workouts that do not build strength. Work out for 30 minutes, take their tarp off, get the picture for the gram and then go home. Yeah. Because that's what's acceptable. Well, it's like the vanity muscles, like body, like people see bodybuilders and like a lot of them are actually incredibly weak when they have to do anything functional. Yes. No one gives a shit about your lats. Yeah. Your lats do nothing. Yeah. I give a shit about my lats. No one gives a shit about my lats. (laughs) No lats are. There you go. Great. Why does anyone care about I literally this morning posed and like flexed my lats. And I was like, this is awesome. Only I care. When I went to the gym, I would do like a little tricep every once in a while. I'd be like, no one gives a shit. (laughs) Except for me. Wow. I am don't nobody is ever allowed to use the word pump cover around me (laughs) that is like actually like that that makes my eyes water that that was that's 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 a low bar that's a low bar rude (laughs) for the eyes watering yeah oh yeah i'm like no the pump pump cover is like probably the most offensive thing i've ever heard (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh my god while kelsey's recovering do we want to do a queer joy Anyone want to start? I need to hear what one sounds like. Is that just in general? It's like... just anything that makes you happy and you're gay. So yeah. <laughs> oh, it's like they yeah, don't have to be related. A piece of media, an interaction you had, something you're looking forward to, something fun you did. Like, um, so I, I don't know exactly for sure, but I was hanging out with some of the clients, and we all painted our nails together, mm-hmm. and it was a very nice little debrief with some of the some of the queer men there. And they were very happy to have a queer person on staff to talk to. And one of them made me a bracelet. And it was a very lovely encounter. That's so cute. Yeah. Oh my God, I love that so much. Mine is, so barring anything else, I get to finally see one of my friends that I haven't seen in months. We've literally rescheduled this hangout, I think three times now. And so, yes, barring any COVID or acts of God, I get to hang out with my friend this week. Nice. That's awesome. <laughs> well, there is no God. And we're so. going to drag Bingo. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Very good. Are you? Yeah. No, you're not. It got canceled. Oh, well. But we're not going to drag Bingo, but we're still hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do my own Bingo. Here I am to ruin your day. I know. Oh. <laughs> this is not queer joy. <laughs> I do not feel joyful. <laughs> my plans are ruined. Right. Ruined. Bring it back up, Kelsey. What you got? Uh, I don't know life is pretty gay and I'm pretty joyful. So my whole life is queer joy. I did get a new tattoo yeah, and I got a real nice ink sack going, which Honestly, means nothing to anybody, but it's, it it's been funny because I've been focusing so much on work recently. And like, this has been a year of a lot of like financial transitions. Mm-hmm. So I've done nothing fun, but I'm just kind of grateful for some stability. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, like that's my level of that's queer fair. joy is I'm just kind of, things aren't bad. And that makes me happy. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, I know. I got like, there was like, I got a raise recently and there was some fuckery with it, but it's finally actually kicking in. And I'm like, holy shit, I have so many groceries. Yeah, (laughs) it it, it was so nice. It was so nice to check my my balance at the end of the month and see it go up, not down. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, ooh, there's no overdraft. (laughs) There's no overdraft. There's no minus numbers. There's no red numbers. We fall in. Toby? Oh, I don't know. Um, you love your job so much. That's I what do. makes you joyful is that you've well, got the best boss. Of course. <laughs> I was talking Just about you know, my other job the other day because someone was talking to me about my name. And I was like, ever since I've changed my name legally to Toby, I have had more nicknames than I've had in the first 
20 however i don't remember how old i was when i got my name finally i've had more nicknames as toby than i did as my dead name and i'm like this is hilarious do you have a favorite nickname well here's the thing um kelsey calls me toblerone and I fucking love that. That's, yeah. I have like a handful of people who have like different ones they do, but yeah. like I'm like, oh, I'm a big fan of Tobert. Yeah. Tobert. I get, yeah. Uh-huh. I, I, one of my favorites that doesn't come up often is someone calls me Calvin and Tobbs. I think Calvin that and Tobbs. That one's funny. That's a really good one. Yeah. That, um, that goes hard. Yeah. I have a friend that work that calls me my other job at, that calls me Tobbs and Shaw. <laughs> yeah love it there's like so many i know right but there's like literally i'm like it's four letters it technically is the nickname and i've never had more nicknames in my life there you go love it i love that but um i'm gonna put my joy actually as we had that team that came in at group that was very nervous about Mm -hmm. being there and they were like i'm scared to do this but i want to do this and near the end of group, they came up to me and they're like, the next one's February, right? Like, I'm, oh, I need to make sure I'm here. And I, I was like, so oh, man. oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, buddy. We'll see you then. Yeah. <laughs> I love that we all, you know, always, a queer joy always circles back to the kids in some way, shape, or form because we love them so much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cute. I also like that for the first time in probably six months, we're going to have more than one episode in a month. (laughs) Two weeks back to back. 2024, baby. I know, right? Let's not set the bar too high. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for joining us, everybody, on our fucking round table of a podcast today. (laughs) Um, Be kind to yourself and others, and we'll see you when we see you. Bye. Take care.